Hello and welcome to Wi-Fi Optional, the weekly tech show where we talk tech so you don't have to. This is episode 18 recorded Tuesday, March 22nd, 2016. And today, my name is Rokshan and today with me is Mr. Jason Wadakot. Rokshan Wajaratni here. And uh, how are you doing, Jason? I'm doing very well. Got a lot, uh, a lot of news this last week to, uh, to talk about, so it should be a pretty interesting show. Yeah, there there is actually quite a bit. I was just looking at our at our uh, uh, script and uh, a lot of Apple heavy uh, news over here. Yeah, it seems to be the the this week at uh, or the last the way it's been. So um, I guess this way it's going to be until this FBI stuff gets sorted out. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's certainly for sure. Okay. Let's pick the news. Uh, our first uh first little ping in the news article here. Um gotta look out for some new malware um that could uh pop up just by mistyping a URL. Uh the next time you accidentally type in dot om instead of dot com in your browser, beware of malware. The new scam targets URL typos and tries to install dangerous software on your computer download identifies itself as adware genio which poses the standard adobe flash update then installs itself as an extension to chrome firefox or safari this behavior is called typo 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 squatting <laughs> tongue twister it's not limited to, to flash update or page some pages will use surveys advertisements uh scareware tactics to get you to download the malware um, and there's a list of over 300 domains that appear suspect and they're listed. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll post that in the show notes. Um, but it's a really interesting thing where, um, you know, there's been years where people have, uh, we may have lost Jason <laughs> early on in the show. Um, yeah. What Jason was saying is uh, the uh, malware companies are getting smarter. They're actually trying different techniques to, to uh, get users to to sign up to on on, on different websites on different forms and then um, automatically install malware and, and you know who knows take over the computers whatnot. One of the good things that the newer versions of uh, Google Chrome, uh, both Jason and myself, we we primarily try to use Chrome for a browser. Uh, Chrome does the the newer versions at least natively block Flash and you have to manually go in and allow that Flash plugin to run, which is which is fantastic. Flash seems to be one of the the uh, bigger culprits of this. Um, so, uh, like Jason said, we're going to list the uh, the URL that shows all of the suspected domains uh, on our show notes. So, hopefully, um, next time you accidentally type in a a, a URL, uh, be very cautious. Next story: Apple's iCloud may get tighter encryption. Apple seems to have tougher defenses in mind for its iCloud service. If it, if it can find the right balance between convenience and security. Data stored in iCloud is already encrypted, but according to the Wall Street Journal, uh, which cited unnamed sources, Apple is considering a change that would mean it no longer holds a key that could be used to decode the data. In February, Financial Times also reported that the company was aiming to strengthen iCloud encryption. If Apple follows through with the plan, consumers who forget their passcodes may never again be able to view what they've tucked away on iCloud. On the other hand, Apple may keep itself more insulated against requests from law enforcement agencies and snoopy governments. Access to iCloud backups has been a valuable tool for criminal investigation, so anything that makes access more difficult would surely exacerbate tensions between Apple and law enforcement agencies. I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Um, actually, we talked about it last week where 
Um, we can envision Apple coming up with a, a version of an operating system where they can say, they'll throw their hands up, as we said last week, and say, sorry, don't have the key, can't do anything. Yeah, it's it's one of those really tight gray area lines that Apple's walking where, you know, are they are they looking like they're trying to protect the interests of their users? Or are they looking like they're trying to, um, you know, horribly to say, but help, you know, bad guys do things? And it's, of course, not that, but in the eyes of the FBI and everybody else, that's what it looks like. But, you know, it, it comes down to that they, they have to protect what their users want. And Apple, by far, of any of the companies with mobile phones, has, has always relied on the fact that they do not give up information. They will protect information, you know that that's that's how they live so um it only makes sense that they would protect something that you can back up and we know from the stories from the fbi that the fbi screwed up um with the passwords and the resetting the passwords of the, the san bernardino account uh, where they could have got in so um you know maybe avoiding those loopholes like that um apple can kind of make their users feel for safe you know not only that somebody can't peer into it you know good guys in this case but uh, you know bad guys as well on a, on a related note, on the same thing, uh, it says on a separate security front, iCloud suffered a black eye in 2014 when a hacker accessed um, nude photos of several celebrities from their personal accounts. Uh, the hacker, Ryan Collins, pleaded guilty to the charges. Collins got into the accounts via one of two methods. He tricked the celebs by sending emails that looked as if they came from Apple or a Google representative, or he simply guessed their password. So uh, there were certainly no... Uh, but quote unquote hacking involved it was it was mostly social engineering, um, so that kind of uh, um, it's kind of a catch twenty two where on on one side they want all this encryption and you know all the 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 data be completely secure, but then on the other side they're they're losing data, not because people are are hardcore hackers, but they're just being social engineers and and getting the information. Yeah, and that's that's the thing is you know, you, you can't protect. You know that we've said a million times you can't protect the the human side of as much as they can do that's that's all they can really take care of uh, a third uh, topic for today is uh, staying on the Apple bandwagon like we had mentioned earlier um, is Apple's uh, event on March 21st um, talking about uh, the loop uh, Apple's event uh, left many in the tech industry wanting more and also wondering why the announcement couldn't have simply been made a simple press release Apple started things off uh, living up to the event's name, showing off brand new bands for the Apple Watch, and also cutting the price uh, to make the entry-level 38-millimeter sport version a mere $299. Uh, the biggest announcement came from in the form of a new iPhone, the iPhone SE. Uh, the 4-inch uh, iPhone 5 form factor phone packs a bit A9 chip with M9 motion co-processor, uh, a 12-megapixel camera, Touch ID, and NFC with Apple Pay as well. Uh, the base model comes in at $399 for 16 gigabytes, $499 for 64, and both versions will be made available in space gray, rose gold, silver, and gold. Uh, lastly, the iPad Pro gets a revamp with a smaller 9.7-inch version. Uh, the new iteration will sport a 12-megapixel rear and 5-megapixel front camera. Uh, the new Oxide TFT Retina display that is less reflective and an A9X processor with M9 Core processor, which is said to rival the Xbox 360's graphics performance. Uh, it will come in the same colors as the iPhone uh, SE and start at $599 for the 32-gigabyte version uh, with Wi-Fi and continues up to 256-gigabyte versions with cellular connections. Uh, both devices will start pre-orders on March 24th with availability on the 31st. 
Um, interesting release, um, kind of we said is it's really nothing groundbreaking, and and a lot of people were speculating or saying that you know this could have saved a lot of time and and headache of people traveling for um, a simple press release as as there really wasn't much here um, groundbreaking in the in the news other than you know the, the iPhone SE kind of being in uh, an entry level smaller version, kind of taking a step back from getting bigger and bigger like we have been in the last few years. I find it really interesting that the devices are getting smaller uh, from a physical form factor standpoint, but the insides, the actual technology is actually getting more and more advanced. Um, you know, the new iPhone SE is, is, is smaller and can fit on an iPhone 5 case, they say, so about the same size, but it's far more powerful than the 6S. Um, so I find that really interesting. So we're, we're packing more and more into the small uh phone so it, it it tells me another thing well how how condensed is this data going to be and you know how how are you going to if there's a problem can you even fix these anymore or are they so compact that it's like basically turns into a, a throwaway device it, as much as they mark it up to you know five six hundred dollars can you do anything with these well, and and the other the other thing that's interesting is um, we kind of talked about before the show started, but you know back when the iPhones first came out, and we still know this is kind of a, a sham, but the the difference in sizes, um, what they charge is vastly vastly uh, um, different from what it actually costs to put in that that extra memory. You know, going from a sixteen to a, a sixty four even um, doesn't cost nearly a hundred dollars for the input, so it's just one of those price point things they throw in there. Um, and, and, uh, lastly, the, you know, they, they came out with, um, the updates for, for iOS, um, which really didn't, um, change much, added a few things with, uh, you know, that new technology, I don't have it in the notes, but, uh, what released or removes the blue light when you're sleeping, um, and a few other things, the car play and, and other enhancements, but, um, from the jailbreaking side, if we really want to get technical is, uh, from what I've heard is they've, they've patched a ton of holes. Um, in the software, which goes back to the security, you know, um, there's things, you know, me and you have jailbroken our phones before and, and our jailbroken our phones before and, and, uh, we'd like that, but it comes down to the only reason they can do that is because it's unsecure and, and whether that security is, is paramount over of us being able to have fun things when you jailbreak. Um, I guess that's up for debate still. Yeah, I, I agree. There's, you know, there's a lot of cool things, but at the same time, there's a, there's a method to their madness. There's a reason that we have to jailbreak those iPhones. I mean, they, they, it's very strict quality control. And it's one of those things that we've, for the longest time said, you, you just kind of turn it on and it works. Um, you know, that mentality is preserved by actually doing the quality control by locking everything down and saying, you know what, here's a framework, you're going to run on this framework, and that's it. Um, sure, this phone is capable of doing all these other things, but um, you, you know you want to stick to this framework. So there is a purpose behind you know locking your phone down to to a, to a certain degree. But you're exactly right. Um, the next story is uh, we're shifting from from Apple to Amazon. Uh, Amazon Echo finally gives Fitbit a voice. Uh, now Fitbit users can hear praise for their daily activity from a human voice and in full sentences through a new integration with Amazon Echo's digital assistant, Alexa. Fitbit claims it is the first wearable company to make its stats available via Alexa, which already has integrations with Uber, NBC News, Domino's, and financial services from Capital One. To activate Fitbit stats on Alexa, you might say, Alexa, ask Fitbit how I'm doing today. She might respond, 
you have taken about 4,500 steps and you've been active for around 20 minutes today before adding, just keep going. Ask Alexa how you slept and she'll respond with the time you fell asleep, assuming you wore a Fitbit device to bed and for how long you slept before nudging you with try fine-tuning your routine to get the best night's rest. Fitbit has programmed somewhere between 50 and 60 statements that Alexa can say in response to questions, says Tim Roberts, who oversees design and research for Fitbit products. That might not seem like much, but it's a starting point, Robert says. Let's get the feedback and see how people are using it. Um, Alexa has actually just just exploded in the market. You know, there's a lot of people that have it. I know a couple of people that use it and, and they love it. Um, as much of a techie as as I am, and this is just my personal opinion, I still like wear my my tinfoil hat when it comes to things like this. The fact that there's an always on microphone listening to everything you say, looking for that specific keyword, "Hey Alexa," uh, just I I just I just can't uh, justify. I shouldn't say justify. I, it just makes me nervous keeping it on there. I know they're they're not recording, but the fact that that ability is there. Um, to me, at least, leaves the door open for malicious activity or, or spam or malware or something to come in and say, "Hey, let's let's utilize this microphone that's already on and let's you know capture the feed. If you can get into the microphone, you know what more can you do?" Yeah, and that's that's always been the the Achilles' heel of the um, Echo is is that always on thing, and um, I agree with you. Um, the uh, <laughs> The cynic in me also says, you know, what are you doing wrong that you wouldn't want somebody to hear what you're saying? But, you know, it's a personal, your personal property inside your house. Um, you know, those are conversations that you, that you, you know, want to keep private. And, and I completely, I completely agree with that as well. But um, like you said, the, the, how much this app or this device and the apps are written for it blown up in the last uh, few months is absolutely amazing. I was, saw a video the other day, you can actually have Alexa um, conduct a spelling bee. Um, you <laughs> wow. questions. Um, and it, and I think it's up to like fifty rounds of uh, of questions or something like that. And there's just so many different little uh, tips and tricks that people have found that uh, they've kind of built little Easter eggs into Alexa. You know, let alone the apps that people are coming out with for um, certain functions and certain services they provide um, is is really 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 interesting. And um, I. I really like the way it's going. Like you said, I just I wish there was a better warm and fuzzy you could get from from like you said, always having a microphone, you know, on and maybe, you know, their their newest device they came out with, one of them, the uh the tap, I believe, was the one that actually requires you to push the button for it to to respond to you or listen to you, I should say. And that's that maybe is kind of the the middle ground that if they they could somehow sell it function it kind of eliminates half of the joy of just being able to talk to the thing um, but have that so those people that are still worried could actually do that maybe that would inspire people to you know use it or a more wider adoption with those those tinfoil hat people like you you know i agree with you on that one yeah the 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 new one where you actually have to tap the button but then that takes away the coolness factor though I mean, now you got to walk up to the device and push the button. And if you're if if you're going to do that, you might as well type that on your phone. I mean, come on. <laughs> yes. No, but but uh, I mean, it's, it's it's still a middle ground that people could could simply, you know, I mean, if you could build that into a, as a function. But then you still don't know are these microphones on. You know, it, it's it's one of those things you just don't really know. You go and snip the wires for for that or something. <laughs> Right. And, you know, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm all for the, for the technology aspect of it. And I think I might be a, I might be an adopter um, 
I, but I want to wait a little bit because um, recently I read in an article that there, there was a, a kind of a hackathon of, of sorts for um, Internet of Things. Um, and they said that they were able to break into a connected house in less than three hours. Um, and that's just using, you know, your standard a, a Nest uh, a, in, in whatever else router that you have. So with something like that, uh, you know, it just kind of makes me nervous. But I'm sure with, like you said, with the explosion of everything happening, security is obviously going to be one of the top priorities. And, and, and hopefully it's going to be one of those things where soon they're going to go, yep, we need to do this. We need to start patching it. I'm not going to say it's going to be 100% foolproof, but, um, I, you know, I have faith in in my device i you know i go to secure sites i sometimes you know check my bank account and stuff i have some i have faith in that um so as long as there's some kind of a viable way to for for a lot of people to understand yes it, there is a risk but you know that risk is very minimal um i i think i can be on board um but then staying on the the hacking tangent uh the latest and greatest um on, on the deep dive segment in our show, the latest and greatest in the Apple FBI saga is that FBI is now saying, nope, we don't need you. Um, the FBI says it may have found a way to crack into the iPhone on one of the San Bernardino, San Bernardino terrorists without Apple's help. While it explores this option, a federal judge has postponed uh, the hearing, which was scheduled actually for today. Um, that would have been the next step in the battle to get Apple to follow a court order to cooperate. The FBI said that an outside party, quote unquote, demonstrated to the FBI a possible method for unlocking uh, the said iPhone. The government's court filing to delay the, the hearing adds testing is required to determine whether this is a viable method that will not compromise data on the iPhone. If this method is viable, it should eliminate the need for, uh, for the assistance from Apple. The FBI is not asking to dismiss the case, just time to test the new option. The government has been ordered to file a report on the status of the testing by April 5th. Um, I am really curious to, to, to find out what, or, or not what, but how um, the, they, they plan on doing this or, or this undisclosed entity, third party that came in, you know, what their master plan is. You know, my, my gut instinct and, and being the cynic in me again is uh, I just I often I wonder that if, you know, I've said along in our, in our talks on here and, and off air that I always feel like this was just the FBI's push to set a precedent. And I just wonder if they it's to the point now where they feel like the precedent might get set the wrong direction. And this is their stall technique to. Um, maybe not build a case for it, but just, you know, figure or get their ducks in a row before they go to the, to the Supreme court on something like this, or, uh, you know, the, the, the next level. Um, so I would, like you said, I would love to see what this option is and, and what they're actually doing. There is actually something, or if it's just not a, a delay tactic on their end, because the writing's on the wall that, you know, they have no grounds here to. To really force and and I believe I read in an article that there's a uh, there was an act for the telecoms um, from years ago that that they were not supposed to be forced to uh, write special software quote unquote that uh, would um, help a government agency um, you know basically hack or backdoor and they could be forced to do that and I guess that 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 precedent um, was brought up recently that that might be able to be used in this case where they couldn't force Apple to to write a new software to let them in. Um, so I don't know if that's part of the case too, but it'd just be interesting to see what uh, what the solution is, or if there actually is one. 
Well, I mean, realistically, they have a one in 10,000 chance of breaking into the phone. Granted that Apple's put the uh, the overruling gate saying, you know, 10 tries and you're out. Um, you know, I guess they could, if they really wanted to be brave, do like a like a NAND mirroring, basically mirror the NAND chip onto another phone and then try 10 tries. It doesn't work. Okay, we know the 10 codes that we tried. Let's do another a mirror image and basically keep trying it over and over. But no matter what, it's 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 very, very risky. I mean, you don't want to start ripping this phone apart and tapping into the NAND chip just to to be able to get in. But like you said, maybe there is some kind of an underlying uh, uh, reason for them to to stall and then say, yeah, well, you know, this, this is what happened. But related to that uh, article, and, and I don't know how accurate this is going to be because uh, this particular article came out uh, a couple of days before um, this the FBI stall um, order. It's that Apple engineers mall quitting if feds win iPhone battle. The Justice Department has been uh, pressing Apple to create custom software. We already know that. Um, Apple employees have already discussed that they w- what they would do if Apple was ordered to comply. The New York uh, Times reported, citing interviews with uh, more than half a dozen current and former Apple workers. Some employees said that they would balk at, w- at the work, but others have indicated that they might quit their jobs rather than weaken the very software they built. Um, I and and you know me, I'm not a huge Apple fan. You know, I, I have a couple of Apple devices that I probably don't even use. There's laying in a drawer somewhere. Um, but it at this juncture, I am a hundred percent behind Apple. I, I like that they've taken a stance and they've said, you know what, we're gonna stand behind our product and and this is what we believe in, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna stick to our guns. Um but I think that was uh, kind of a catch twenty two. Where like you need Apple to break this software, and and you and I know, and and anybody that's in technology knows, one of the hardest things is you know trying to decode or or trying to understand code that somebody else wrote. You know, it's it it's like trying to read their mind. Basically, you don't know what they were thinking or how they how they designed it. So you got the key engineers that actually developed this encryption. Yes, you have a framework to build the encryption, but you wrote the code here. And those guys are saying, we're going to quit. We're going to go. And then you guys figure it out. Yeah. And that's, and you know, it, it, it says a lot that, you know, and we saw this coming. They, they talked about this before that these, that what if the employees just said, we don't want to do it. And what are they going to do? Because like you said, there's, we talked about before, there's, there's a very small group of these people that know how to do this. Um, and, you know, if you really take those people off, what are you going to do? And, and, um, I I just don't I don't think um Apple themselves um what would I say the the it just goes to show you know how uh <laughs> really lost my 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 train of thought to say it, but the the yeah, the uh, the uh, the corporate, you know, not the mantra. That's not the word I'm trying to think of, but the the ideals of of Apple. You know how deep they're they are. They go with these people that they're willing to risk their jobs and and you know, in some sense, you know, Apple's kind of at the forefront of of being in trouble for this. These people kind of hold off and and don't do the work. They're kind of putting themselves in the eye of the FBI and and legal action. So. Um, it, it kind of says a lot to me that how much, you know, not just Apple, but the people at Apple feel about this whole situation, I guess is the best way I could 
could describe it. And, and, uh, um, the, I, the, uh, the precedent that it, that it sets, I think is, is kind of, we've said it over and over again, enough to kick dead horses is kind of what, uh, what I think leads a lot of people that they don't want to be the one that's, you know, the fire, the first shot, the revolution kind of thing, you know? And, and I think that's what, what drives a lot of these, the, a lot of the workers to maybe lead up to what this, uh, what the story is kind of talking about. And the other interesting part about that is, um, you know, FBI is kind of using this whole terrorism case as leverage. And, you know, I'm, I'm all for that. And I, I think I've said that in, in previous shows as well. You know, if whatever we can do to help, uh, you know, mitigate with this with the situation, sure, that's great. But these guys are they're they're getting smarter. Um, you know, recent, uh, you know, with everything that happened and a couple of days ago when they arrested one of the sus- suspects of the the Paris attacks, and uh, according to NPR, the guy's talking and he said, "No, we don't we don't want to worry about encryption. We don't we don't do that. We just buy burn our phones and we throw them away." So it's, you know, these guys are getting smarter too. They know that, okay, if we, if we, if we rely on something like this, there's a, there's a possibility that, you know, government agencies, there's, you know, you can use this, like we talked about the stingray, stingray uh, devices in the past. The technology is out there where you can actually triangulate, locate and find, you know, track the information. So these guys are getting smarter and they're going, let's take another step. Let's stay a, a, a step ahead of all this. And let's use burner phones. We don't need to buy any of these high-tech ones. You buy uh, several dozen burner phones. You use it every couple of days. You throw it out. Sure, they'll be able to track it. They'll be able to to, to hear what we say, but they won't be able to figure out where we are or or where these phones are being used. So they're getting smarter too. Sorry, I just jumped back in. No, oh, there you are. Yeah. <laughs> Lost you for connections. a second. Exactly. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, the, the last last idea I had was, you know, it, it almost seems like it's like a filibuster, you know, by these employees um, uh, kind of sitting there and, and you know, saying they're going to mull over and be like, oh, I just don't know how to do this. And, and you know, fake like they're, they're not they're working at it. They're really not working at it. And, and like I said in the article, take, you know, six, ten engineers along a month to get get this thing rolling. So um, it, I, I just I just hope. uh I think from the first article we talked about in this discussion that I think it's just going to be a, uh, an event where um, it's just going to kind of fade away into the darkness here. Cause I don't think um, the FBI realized they really don't have a leg to stand on hopefully. And, and it just kind of washes itself away, but I guess we'll see. Well, it's far from over in uh, the way things are going. Uh, we're going to be talking about this for, for, a while yet and uh, hopefully at the end of the day there'll be a, a, a clear-cut line and say you know this this is these are the, the the powers that be this is what you can do this is what you can't or, or maybe Apple and other software manufacturers will come up with an operating system and like you said you know say sorry you lose the keys you lose the keys can't get in the uh, you know kingdoms closed right now but exactly. We'll certainly keep an eye on it. Um, twenty six, well, twenty seven minutes into it, so uh, I think that was a pretty, pretty hefty show. Yep, we kept it uh, as concise as we could, but uh, a lot of information to talk about. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, in closing, I have to say thank you to uh, Purple Planet for providing the music for our show. Uh, check them out at purple planetcom Thank you 
for listening and watching. And uh, please make sure to subscribe if you like the show. Um, you can also find us on iTunes for the audio-only version and also on our website, the audio-only version, www.wifioptional.com. We are also available on Twitter um, and Facebook. Wi-Fi Optional is our handle. And if you have any questions or anything you want us to talk about, certainly drop us a line. Oh, that's a little hot there. Drop us a line, info at wifioptional.com. And uh, for myself, Rukshan, and from Jason, have a good week. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.